In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Let's hear it. Yeah, I was I was waiting I was waiting to correct you. You were getting ready to be like, all right, and hi, it's me Meg. <laughs> so hello everyone, it is me Meg. <laughs> Here we are now that I'm flexing into my producer big boy pants. Yeah, and I've taken over. No responsibility unless things are good. Some of the ownership, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> it this is, I mean, everybody knows like. This is the show where awesome things happen. Yeah. Not even sorta. This we can, it's we don't even literally put in the title. Awesome today. Yeah. It's is, straight It's awesome. what this show's about. Straight so uncut awesome. You've fifteen thousand new listeners this week. <laughs> now you know where shit's headed. Get your seatbelt on. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Buckle up, baby. You gotta open the notes up, Minion. Oh, yeah. Minion. Coffee boy, open the notes. I'm a bad production assistant. <laughs> runner! <laughs> Is that what you're called? A runner? I'm technically the key grip. Key grip? <laughs> Number one, two, or three? Yeah, I will be dying soon. All in three. the middle of this episode. Okay, well, that's a shame. <laughs> Good thing there's more of them. There's, enough, there's a key grip at your feet right yeah, now. Yeah, she doesn't understand that recording's happening. Let's just talk about her since she's oh, here. Oh, okay. I had this at the end of the notes. I but know. Let's, she let's likes to be it. talked about. This yeah. is Francie, the Boston Terrier. Yeah. She's had a rough bosses. week. She's had a real bad week. But you came through with the awesome. Sort of, I hope. You've healed her. Apparently. So the other night, I guess it's been about a week ago almost, she and Izzy got in a little tussle over food. Yeah. You would think that these three dogs are on 
like starvation orders or something, the way they act about food. Or that they'd just be used to each other by now. Well, that too. Izzy's a giant. She yes. outweighs all of them by, what, 20 pounds at least at, at this point? At least. She's nearly double. But Francie's big for a bosty. We think, honestly, yeah. the guy we bought from is a liar and that she's half boxer or something. She's a big girl. She's a, she's a large boned animal. Yes. Well, they got in a little tussle. Well, Izzy feels like she needs to establish dominance, and Francie just wants to be left alone. Francie's a sweetheart, but then she'll fight if you make her. Yes, that's right. I have to talk in that voice when we talk about Francie, because she's so sweet. She is sweet. She is so sweet. So, um, anyway, she got a little nicked up in this little tussle, and we didn't realize how bad it had been on her little doggy skin. Plus, Mm -hmm. you know... Dogs, like all mammals, just have bacteria on their skin. Yeah. So if you get have a little open wound situation. Yeah. It got ugly. Yes. But you you were like, what, you did a, a remote vet yes. thing? Is that a, tell people about that. People okay. People may not know about that. Well, they might know because Fuzzy, the service I used, the app I used, was a sponsor for a brief time on Sorta Awesome. So if you listen to Sorta Awesome, maybe you remember me talking about Fuzzy. Okay. Or maybe you always fast forward the ads. I don't know the difference oh, either way. How dare you? Um, but Fuzzy is an app that allows you to connect with a veterinarian pretty much 24-7. And so we actually did a couple of different visits with fuzzy staff. Uh, what do you call them? Yeah. Vets, vet nurses. That's how we things. get our medical marijuana. <laughs> Basically, here in Oklahoma, <laughs> that's all you need to do. It's for the dog, I swear. <laughs> We make it real easy here. It's all bacon flavored, but yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Helps it go down easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yes. So first we had a, a chat with just pictures and me texting in the app with a veterinarian nurse. Right. And Why she- there were genitalia pics sent back and forth. I don't know. Yeah, and that wasn't seemed- the dogs. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Seemed unnecessary, but yeah. okay. We'll do right. anything for our dogs. Look, I just want, <laughs> just look at my dog already. Which <laughs> weirdo. Um. So initially, again, we were not aware. This vet has an OnlyFans account, by of the course, way. Of but course. go ahead. Yes. Uh, initially, we weren't aware of the lasting damage from the little fight yeah, they got it, in. It took a week to really yeah produce, and so the vet. Nurse was like, you know, it could also be a bee sting as quickly as it has gotten swollen. Which is what I thought. And so I felt very vindicated when that was stated. I don't think – can you describe – because you're way better at describing details than I am. Describe what Francie looked like. What are we talking about when we say she got real bad? So – on her on her neck, around her jaw area at first, she started puffing up. And for uh, – Visual comparison. Her head is roughly the size of a softball. Yeah. And this thing, all of a sudden, like within 20, 30 minutes. Under her chin. Under her chin, kind of there on the jawline, was like the size of a a racquetball. Yes. A little bigger than a golf ball. Why it's all about balls, I don't know. Well, I think most people use that as a... a Everybody should be loosely familiar with those balls. (laughs) Regardless of preferences for each whatever sport I it could, is that you're into, don't go dirty. With I it. could I was see about sports. I could see the wheels turning. That doesn't have to happen often, but I could see <laughs> as you were getting ready to say that that you you had a line you were going to deliver. Well, I am a guy. Yes, that's what I do. 
So yeah, there was an enormous amount of swelling. And so it fast. happened so fast. so fast. And so the nurse suggested I give her some Benadryl. And so we did do that. And, it, and at first, after the Benadryl, it did start getting better. Uh-huh. But then later that night, it got way worse to where the side of her face was swollen. She yeah, looked it monstrous. moved. It was weird. It was creepy. Yes. But you, you persisted. You yeah. got advice. You bought things. You did stuff. And... Now she's back to normal and currently begging for attention. Even though I'm actively petting her, she's yeah. still begging for well, attention. She, she wants to be in your lap. She does, but we're not going to do that. Um, so Sorry, I was, Francie, I advocated for you. I ultimately did have an appointment via video chat with a, a veterinarian, mm-hmm. and she prescribed some antibiotics and basically said, it looks like what you're doing with the wound care is working. So, yeah, we're getting her all patched up. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was so nice to not have to worry yeah. about getting an appointment at the vet office, taking yeah. her in, now, all she of the was, stress around that. She was never in distress no, herself. Right. It was just weird. Had yeah. she been in distress, we would have yes. kicked in the front door of the five and dime and bear in mind this is stolen everything from the cash register or something. How would that have helped? Well that's how we would have paid the vet bill. Oh yeah, because I was gonna say, bear in mind she is the one that has been to the actual Animal hospital. Yes, animal emergency room twice. Yes. Between, what, 6 p.m. and 4 a.m.? Yes, it was twice the adventure night. when she was a Peppers. She's the most expensive animal we've she ever is. owned. She is, and she's a little dum-dum, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, it was, yeah, she had no, she was eating, she was drinking, she was potting, yeah. she was breathing fine. Everything else was fine except for the enormous, monstrous amount of swelling. Yes, that waggled when she walked. So ultimately, we did realize that she had had a wound that abscessed, and then once the abscess burst, she immediately started getting better. But yeah, still working on it, still healing. She's good. She's good. I guess dogs get abscesses a lot. Apologies to anyone who's eating their breakfast. I'm yes. so sorry. Well, hey, never eat an abscess for breakfast. <laughs> never listen to Awesome Today while you're eating. I disagree. I disagree. We talk about food a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What's uh, what's next on the list of critical things that we must get to? Speaking of food, one of our very favorite travel and food vloggers. Yes. Is that YouTubers? what he is technically? No. I, well, Something. I don't know. He's mixed yeah, media. He's He could be considered a vlogger, I guess. He's a YouTuber. He can eat like a champion. He absolutely can. Of course, you know we're talking about Max Genestra from the Abroad and Hungry channel on YouTube. Yes. Um, And he's a delightful wife who doesn't like to be on camera. So she runs the camera. Right. Her name's Shirley. Shirley. Yes. Where did we decide she's from? The Philippines? Malaysia. Malaysia. I can't remember. Sorry, Shirley. She's from that part of the world. And Charlie. Um, we've been watching, we, we like to go where we'll have three or four max episodes yeah, to catch up little, on. Just little like binge. Little mini binge, yeah. little snack size binge. Um, so we've been watching him. He, they are in Indonesia and have been for a while. Mm-hmm. A couple of funny things that Max has said first time we were watching the other day. <laughs> of course, Indonesia being a giant island mm-hmm. they have a lot of seafood as part of their food and culture yes. and so he was in this like little local market and they he's like talking there's a lot of times markets will also have like uh 
what we might call street food, food yeah. stands, yeah. not necessarily a food truck, but like street food, right? It's, there. it's food in all forms of preparation. Yes. Kind of like the grocery store, honestly. You can buy a yeah. frozen meal to heat up or you can get some things that you might eat raw and other things that need to be completely prepared. Or at the hot deli, you know? I never go to hot delis. No, I mean, I they, have a personal phobia. The, the grocery store has the hot deli in there where you get I like your fried there. chicken, I'll never your rotisserie. Go there again. I didn't know. You've ruined the grocery store for me. <laughs> yeah. You love the grocery store. I do like the grocery store. You're very good at it. I'm bad at it. It's a lot more fun than shopping for clothes. Mm, I disagree. Well. That's okay. You don't go to the grocery store often enough, I can tell. (laughs) So he's in this little market in Indonesia. He's talking to... I've never had to try on my food, okay? Good point. That's a good point. Okay, now go ahead. He's talking to the proprietor of a little street food thing and and he's so that's where the smell was coming from yes this thing this shelf of dried fish dried fish although it sounds like they may not have been quite pristinely dried if the smell was still that pungent (laughs) oh my gosh i don't know why i just got such a kick out of it because he said it like with such innocence like no snark at all he literally was like so that's where the smell is coming from thank goodness I don't believe that merchant spoke English and that is what he broadcasts in, though he seems to know like communicatable phrases in, gosh, what, five to ten different languages. Okay, so he's Italian. Fluent in Italian. Fluent in English. He speaks fantastic English. When they were in Turkey, which was for a long time, he knows a a passable amount of Turkish. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't remember when they were in India if he was able to – I think he resorted to English in India to kind of communicate with Well, at first – but he picks it up. He, he picks pick things up. up so quickly that he learns enough phrases to ask for a specific thing, to to pay them homage and appreciation yes. in a, in their language and in yes. the words that would matter. Um, and so, and he speaks Indonesian really well. But then he's also narrating for the camera in English. But I, right. he has a, a real knack for languages. Yes, genuinely, yes. he's he a he's a bit of a walking Rosetta Stone. Yes, he can even use it to hurt your feelings personally. As he did, he did. He, he was again. They were visiting a, a restaurant in Indonesia, and he was like making such a big deal that this particular restaurant had been open and in operation since 1975. And he looked right into Kyle's eyes. He did. He peered he into my it, soul. Yes. As he said, since 1975, that's almost 50 years. I won't lie. I lost my shit a little bit. It's <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take it easy there, fella. If I'm not mistaken, that's about 47 and a half years. And that's a little different than 50. <laughs> I don't know what school of mathematics you went to, but that's not okay. Aww. So I'm on a I'm on a max band this week. He's on timeout. <laughs> yes. And my feelings are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you that speaking of hurt feelings, I had my parent teacher conference with Nico's teacher earlier or last week, I guess. Yeah. And she said his hair looks terrible. <laughs> And you were like, said, as per usual, we have children, okay? Back off. Um, she talked about how much they've been working on using their words when they're upset about things. Uh-oh. And to talk about, well, just, you know, like saying things like that hurt my feelings and those types of things. And I was like, oh, believe me, I know. Because anytime 
anytime we give him instructions, yeah. if he gets corrected. That hurt and, my feelings. Yes. If someone won't do exactly, this is the mm-hmm. best. He comes to tattle. If someone doesn't do exactly what he wants, so he'll come busting into our room yeah, where I'm working. He the door open like yeah. a SWAT team. He, he's Kramer. He literally is Kramer. Yeah. Busts into the room and, t- and tells me tearfully that JK wouldn't put on Bluey for him and that really hurt his feelings. And he has actual tears. Yeah, he's, his he's feelings absolutely are committed to the part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> going to be. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you even know yet. <laughs> uh, what else do you want to talk about? Well, earlier this week, and I can't remember the exact instance, uh, the circumstance, as it were. It's not that important. Um, I'm not afraid in a moment. In fact, I embrace the opportunity in a moment to theatrically overreact a little bit. It's not actually how my heart feels. Yeah. But I like to do that because it, it buys me some time and or gets a chuckle here and there. Um, but it's so ingrained in me to do this that oftentimes I'll respond. And I think I honestly channel things from prior lives when I do this yes. sometimes. Something had happened this week. I cannot remember exactly what, again, it's not that important, but I'd been unexpectedly forced to view something that wasn't a top choice in my book of things to look at. And I just belted out with, damn my eyes, <laughs> which is a fantastic phrase of yesteryear. Yes. And I, I think it's awesome. And I think people should find a way to insert this into their life. If you, if you have kids or a, even a co-living someone in your home and you walk in and they forgot to flush, you scream it out. Oh, I think that might have been what it was. That is what it was. We had a oh, I knew eventually. It's not unusual in our house. This was... This was not okay. I know, and your eyes were the first to alert you to the not okayness. Evidently, our children are a constant source of question for me. I'm like, is there even hope? What do we, what do, we do wrong? How do we even fix this? Several of our children, when they go to make a number two, mm-hmm. they sit so far forward on the toilet that it doesn't land in the water. So, of course, it won't flush. And that's what had happened. And it was a real champion of a of a performance in there. And I walked in, and it was just right there, like a otter poking its head up out of the water. Is that what otters do? I don't even know. Or it was on the bank sunning something. It was terrible. <laughs> it, it, truly, it was a damn my eyes moment. Again, apologies for any awesomes who are eating breakfast. We well, tried to warn you. Don't eat out of our toilet. That's a pretty easy one. <laughs> now, you have something, yeah. and you've not explained it. No. I'm curious. I see the note. Cheese caves? Tell me what you know about cheese caves. Well, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. I would assume that in days gone by before refrigeration and things, that people would use cold Mm. springs through a cave that kept a temperature in a place, and that's where they would make their cheese. Yeah. Okay. That is actually probably one usage of the phrase, cheese caves. However, that's not the cheese caves. Are you going to go dirty with this? No. I'm not prepared for that. This is 100% clean. As we record, it is the Sabbath, and I choose not to participate in foul jokes. Damn my ears! (laughs) 
It's part of the damn no family. It's true. Damn it's no true. is the language system. It's, and then you just yeah. damn. It's the umbrella that protects me from the world. Yes. Francie's going to have to leave me alone. Go, because go. She go, will go. Not stop. Well, you didn't use the language she knows. I spent a lot of time teaching all of our dogs yeah. the simple go-go. And you, you wave your hands like you're pushing them away with your fingertips. Yeah. And they all then look like you've just smacked them. Yeah. And they run away and hide. Especially her. She'll climb. She'll go all the way to her she cage did. and climb into the very back of it, press herself against the wall, and then get weepy eye. <laughs> with her broken heart. With her broken heart. Tell me about a cheese cave This already. is probably some of the most wholesome content we've ever covered on Awesome Today. So we're nothing known, dirty is happening. We're known as a wholesome show. We are known. Both for entertainment and for entertainment on dates. Oh. Is that real? Yes. Do you just keep it, keep it light and gentle? Let's not have anything more aggressive than accidental hand brushing. No oh. hand holding. That's, okay. that's what we sponsor. It's what we believe in. Okay. Well, this topic of cheese caves came to me via TikTok, as most sources of interest in my life do. Now, yes. and through me, may I may I tell you that easily ninety five percent of my TikTok FYP right now is Taylor Swift has been will probably continue to be. Yes. And so when something comes across my FYP that is non Taylor Swift, I do pause and take. So notice. it wasn't like, Taylor's cheese cave. Nope. <laughs> Okay. What's not? Does she have one? I do not think so. Maybe you should rank into the fan club and be like... The one fan club? Yes. The Taylor Swift fan club? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, this came across my FYP that a woman just talking about, hey, here's an interesting thing you may not know about, the U.S., United States, cheese mm -hmm. caves. So it all starts in the 1970s when there was a national dairy shortage. Mm. Are you familiar with this? Your dad I'm was a dairy yes, man. Yes, I am. And I'm familiar with the government cheese. Okay. This is how government cheese came to be. Okay. Are you ready? I'm grasping for my seat belt. It's a lap belt. There's no shoulder harness, so I could still be concussed. I think you're probably going to want to be concussed and when it, you hear the numbers It might on this. bruise my spleen. Okay. I'm this, bracing. You're a numbers guy. I am. And the son of a dairy man. So this son is like Son of the a dairy man. <laughs> I don't know how that's never been used before in my life. My dad was a dairy man, and I am his son. Not a dairy farmer, but he dealt, no, no. In, he dealt in dairy. It was on, it was on the, the producer's side. Yes. They would buy from the dairies, yeah. and then they would... Uh, put it in production. They'd, they'd put it in them jugs. Well, he was part of the problem. Sorry, Mac. <laughs> he <laughs> Wherever was a, you are. <laughs> you milk-jugging son of a gun. He wasn't directly part of the problem, but listen to this story, okay? okay? I'm trying. You keep so, interrupting me. <laughs> that's right. That's how this is going. In the 1970s, there was a dairy shortage, and there was 30% inflation on dairy products, and so the government intervened. We think eggs are expensive right now. I mean... Actually, there may have been a 30% increase there, too. I'll call Joe later and figure out what he did. Oh. Biden, well, the I, president. I do think eggs are back. I call him Joe or Prez. Okay. Eggs are back down to normal prices, so I don't think we're going to have to worry about having egg caves. Um, so I have an egg cave. Then President Jimmy Carter. That's what I call my jockstrap. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody even own a jockstrap anymore? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jimmy Carter, egg caves. I was going to say your favorite caves. former president, but you already took over the energy by talking about your egg he is a He is a favorite, not because I remember him. I mean, I do, but my dad... 
my dad threw out a lot of one-liners in his life, as dads do. Yeah. And one of his favorites was referencing something. There's more of that than Carter has pills. Oh. <laughs> Have you never heard this? No. I'm not even entirely sure what it references. <laughs> and I don't know that I care. It was just he that. And then uh, there was also one, I think, about Truman, tighter than Dick's hat band or something. Oh, I, did, I do remember your dad saying that for sure. Um, okay, so again... President Jimmy Carter, 1977, the year of my birth, is when this thing really This is after all off. the men that came in and took a nap at my children's camp. That's a whole, that's an old story. You have told that on Awesome Today, and it is one of my favorite stories. Um, Jimmy Carter decided to just like pour tons of government money. Government. Into. It has a B in it. Yes. Uh, into the dairy industry. They set a new policy to subsidize dairy. Mm-hmm. Okay. They provided, listen, 1977. I want you to put your mind there. I am that old, okay? Barely. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a babbling infant in the moment. Okay. okay. I was a senior citizen. Okay. $2 billion to the dairy industry over four Holy years. Shit. We're talking about in the, in the, oh my gosh, in the most reserved of perspectives, that would be, what'd you say, $2 billion? $2 billion over $2 billion. four years, yes. That would minimally be... That would minimally be $8 billion in today's dollars, minimally, from inflation perspective. Yes. A staggering amount of subsidy for dairy farmers. That's more than I made last year. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Yes. That's a good, accurate description. (laughs) Um, You can imagine that dairy farmers were relieved, but then also suddenly there's so much overproduction happening. Yeah, they've got Kurds everywhere. I mean, seriously. I'm not referencing Kurdish people. Yeah. So uh, farmers knew that no matter how much they produced, that the the overproduction would be purchased by the government, and it was. Yeah, that's how those subsidies work, except the government doesn't have its own money. Well, uh, you know what they have a lot of? My money. Cheese. My money. (laughs) So by the early 1980s, the government owned over 500 million pounds of cheese. Okay, this is just in the this is just in the wake of it actually happening. You'd never poop again if you even ate your human share of that as an American. I know. Now cheese has that effect. As the son of a dairyman, what do you think they did with all that overproduced milk? Well, well, they turned it into cheese. They turned it into cheese. They had to have. What else? Every every food source has its means of preservation, whether it's dried fish in a stinky market that was formed almost 50 years ago, you jerk, or liquor. Yes. Yeah. Distilled things or beef jerky doesn't last quite as long. I'm going to read to you directly. Okay. Thank you. I was hoping you'd start talking. I was waiting for you to stop. I I will never stop. You know that. (laughs) I'm going to read directly from this article in the farm link project, and I will put a link in the show notes if anyone else would like to check it out. This, this overproduction in the, in all this cheese, this led to Ronald Reagan at enacting public distribution of government cheese in 1981. (laughs) That year, then secretary of agriculture, John R. Block showed up at the white house with no relation to H. Or are no? They do oh, your taxes. What? Damn it! You just you I just click buttons. Page. Great. Because you were talking about H and R Block, and you got freaked okay. out about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Constantly. No. Uh, Wait, okay. Today's the fifteenth, isn't it? As we record, it's the sixteenth. Actually, shit, we missed a tax cut off again. Sorry, IRS. 
Hope your new funding doesn't make you interested in investigating us. Extensions once again. Um, so he, so John R. Block shows up at the White House with a molding. The cheese is old and moldy. Oh, he no. originated this he moment. Bought in Sino Man. Five pound block of cheese and told reporters, "We've got sixty million of these that the government owns. It's moldy. It's deteriorating. Oh, we can't find a market for it. We can't sell it, and we're looking to give some of it away." Thus. Government we'll cheese give it to the was poors. born. Yes, we'll, we'll sell it to the poors. Give it to them. So this has been going on all of these years. Okay. So now, hang on. Okay. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There was the original surge of milk production and yeah. cheese storage, yeah. evidently in caves. I was going to get to that eventually. I'm curious. Like, did it, did they, did anybody ever stop? Or no. was the government just like, well, the, the cash taps on and farmers are like, okay, I'll squeeze a cow. That's exactly what happened. So it it's just. It's what I'm trying to tell you. Goodness, government. Government, yes. come on. Not only did they keep the tap open, but then demand started to decrease. Yeah. In 2016, the American dairy industry dumped a whopping 43 million gallons of milk, milk, into fields, animal feed, and anaerobic lagoons. Yeah. I know about that, too, because I am the son of a dairyman. Yes. You did know that they just poured I didn't out? know that that's what they did back then, but here's what I know. Okay. So when you go to the store and you buy anything other than whole milk, yeah. well, you've had things pulled out of it. Yeah. Um, and the, the lighter the milk becomes, it's not just the fat that gets pulled out. There's also... Proteins and things. Whey yeah. is... You like to... Well, there is an H in it. I know. You like to... Whey. Yes. And so just the place my the place my dad was working at, they, they were doing the same as everybody else was. They would first make that available to local farmers who would yeah. turn around and basically create cannibals out of the animals and make them eat their own whey and fatten them up, yeah. all that. But then there was, they had a, a special quote-unquote farm where they had giant, they were stainless steel tubs, to pools, if you will, yeah. that they would put it in there. They'd treat it, do things so that they could eventually safely put it back into the earth and not spoil the water table and right, all kinds right, of right. things. Now, as an aside, the turtles loved it. <laughs> and a couple of the really, really intellectually superior employees were like, hey – we got to go out here and check on this all the time. And there's turtles out here. And I don't know about you, but I got a 22 rifle. Mm -hmm. And on more than one occasion, 
separated by several months because it would be new employees all over again, somebody would go out there and start trying to shoot turtles with a twenty-two, but they'd miss, and it would go through the side of the tub and create a leak, and they'd fire that guy. But then the next idiot would come along and eventually get bored and be like, hey, I got a twenty-two. It was an ongoing – it was so repetitive, it was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, here's the thing. American consumption of dairy has dropped from 270 pounds per capita in 1975 to 149 pounds per capita in 2017. However, so however, production in dairy has risen 13% since 2010, which leads us to the cheese caves where right now, in this moment, hundreds of feet below the ground in Missouri, there are yeah. hundreds of thousands of pounds of American cheese kept at perfectly 36 degrees. Um, there's... Yeah. An estimate of 1.4 billion pounds of surplus cheese. And that's the story of the cheese case. Holy smokes. Missouri Awesomes can testify to this undoubtedly. It's facts. That, yes. well, no, I, what I was going to say, okay. not just what you said. Okay. That in in Missouri, <clears throat> I think, I think, I think, I think also in parts of Kansas, um, there was a time where there was quite a bit of excavation done under under the ground yeah. not open pits yeah. creating caves and that stuff was i don't know if it was done i think it was originally done for the actual rock like yeah. a quarry type thing i'm not positive on that again um awesome missourian or kenzanite could tell us that but uh those places now, because they do keep a constant temperature, they're like really popular for big businesses to buy, rent, whatever really? cave space as storage for stuff that needs to be much like cheese, somewhat climate controlled. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. So that's the story of the cheese caves. I'm still pondering. That's an unthinkable amount of cheese. And it's kind of... That's a lot per person. Doesn't it explain... The popularity and the low cost of pizza. Yes, I guess. How could it not? Well, because people aren't going to the caves and getting their cheese direct not from the source. Not directly, but wouldn't it be nice if they did? Well, it does make me want to call out the old BS anytime prices go up on cheese. Like, yeah. cheese should be the same like, price as it was in 1977. Here. I'll take my two-ton truck down to the caves and get my own cheese. And that's how you have to talk when you're going to talk that language. It's kind of staggering to think about how that could be dispersed amongst people that don't have enough food resources right now. There's so much cheese. It's just sitting right? in the ground. Well, but look, it created industry. Now there's a whole market for laxatives. <laughs> okay. Isn't there? Yeah. Not that I take them. No. I refuse Neither to eat do cheese. do our kids, apparently. No. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. They eat a cheese pizza and then they... Wow, there's some mayhem going on upstairs. Mm -hmm. Um... All right, cheese caves, that's the thing. I'm going to have to probably plan a reconnaissance mission to go look into that with my two-ton truck. We'll not buy cheese again. <laughs> so, a uh, week before last, I went to Dallas. I don't know if you remember this. I do. I believe it was around something referenced as Sorta Taylor. Sorta Taylor, yeah. yes. Um, before I went, I wanted to clean up my car because it was going to be the chief mode uh, of transportation. Don't, you don't have a car. My big girl. You have a irresponsible 
environmental heating gas guzzling SUV. Yes. But you did actually pack all the seats full of humans. I did. It wasn't like it was just you and six tons of steel headed no, down the road. If I would have known how to use the HOV lanes, I would have done that. But I'm scared of that. I think you just pull the wheel to the left a little bit. <laughs> and, and that's you, how you get in there? You get over how in you it. get out? That, that's what the part that scares me the most. You got to throw a bunch of cheese wheels out in front of the <laughs> suburban and hope it skips over one and throws you to the right. Well, before I left, I wanted to clean up the old big girl. Yeah. She does haul kids around a lot. And as anyone who's ever hauled kids around knows, they will filth up your car yeah. in no yep. time flat. They're disasters. Now, you have a, you like, in fact, prefer to do your own car care. I'm the only one that does it well. Exactly. And Take so it somewhere else, and they're just like, here's a half-assed job. Now give me all your money. Yep. You've got a cheese cave filled with car wash supplies. Car washing cave. Yeah. I just can't fit the Jeep into the cave. Because <laughs> she's so tall. She's tall. So I was deliberating this and that and the other about how to clean up Big Girl, and you were like, just... They make a product just... for that. I have it. Yes, exactly. You were like, I've got that. I've got that. And you were like, why don't you just get my car wash supplies in. you were you were so dumbfounded by the offer yeah that you froze and so i got up which is no small effort yeah. i got up out of my chair and i went down to the the car cleaning basement cheese cave and i got all the supplies and they're in their own neat little container it's oh, yeah. quite a presentation mm. sometimes i just go down there and burn incense and <laughs> look at it yes Yep, you did. You brought it up. And I was deeply, I was dumbfounded and also grateful. And I was like, thank you. What did, you I, said, what did I tell you? You just said, don't make me regret it. That's not how I said it, though. How'd you say it? I said it with a little bit of husk in the voice. I was like, don't make me regret it. <laughs> true. And you know what? That was a good warning shot fired. Because <sighs> then I did use all of your... Things all of very it. Carefully. It's all gone. You used it no. all. You said certain. You products. brushed your teeth with it. Ooh. It's for tires. I don't understand. Um, I was very careful and mindful to put everything back neatly, nicely. Thank you. And thank you. Do all of that. I do think that "Don't make me regret it" is a fantastic phrase, and it goes hand in hand, elbow and elbow with "Damn my eyes." From now on, when people tell me thank you. Instead of saying you're welcome, I'm just going to say don't make me regret it. Do it. And do and it in your voice and with a smile, like you always do. That'll unsettle folks. Don't, don't make me regret it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that in, at Chick-fil-A, instead of thank you and That's, my pleasure, that would be it would be perfect. like, don't make us regret it. We'll start one called Chuck Phillips, and that'll be the name of our place, and that's how we'll reply. Yes. You wanted to talk about the platter. I do. I got, I've got to get out my handheld reading device that also <laughs> receives phone calls. So this week, I don't. I don't often come to the table with music. But you don't not not often come to the table. But it's not often that I come as a as an advocate. Okay. I might mention oh, I listen to whatever. Yeah. This week. Randomly, I broke out of my normal playlists, and I was in the mood for some golden oldies, which may or may not be what I searched on Spotify to find a playlist. I don't recall. But on that list was more than one song by The Platters, hmm. and I got curious. I like, I quite, I quite enjoy The Platters, as 
evidently many people have over time. Yeah. And so I thought I'd give you a quick rundown and, and I guess frame it first and just say, this is the kind of music that you just feel a little bit better. Sure. After you've listened to it. Now, sometimes you want a little rage against the machine of course, or ACDC thunderstruck. If you're a high school football player or other things. Yes. So the platters, this is an interesting group. They were formed in 1952, just shortly after my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. Yes. They are one of the most successful vocal groups of the early rock and roll era. They kind of bridged some music styles with what they did. Um, they, they kind of loosely still exist, if I'm understanding all of this correctly. They have a bit of a rotational cast over time. And there's a reason. Um, now, first and foremost, they had 40, 4040 charting singles on, on the Billboard Hot 100 okay. from 1955 to 1967. Wow. Including four number one hits in that time. So yeah, they're, they're good stuff. Um, they continued to perform around the world. So Herb Reed, uh, I believe he was, he was one of the original members. I think he was also who named it. Probably the group probably had some pretty serious stuff. Well, he ended up with pretty significant ownership rights over everything when all was said and done with his true era. And, was really not too pleased with the number of folks pretending to be the platters and getting paid. And so created an LLC, owns the rights, the trademark, all the stuff, and now kind of oversees that. But as I understand it, there still would be a group today called the platters that's under licensure that's performing the songs and doing the things. So it's not even too late to go to a a concert if that's what you find exciting. Mm -hmm. Maybe in Branson. Uh, Well, I would hope so (laughs) because you want to go see Ray Stevens afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm All right. You're not impressed. I like the platters. Um, The song, I think the first song that, jarred my remembrance of enjoying them was Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. Yes, which you've been playing at least once. I've heard you play. I, yeah. On your good pal, S-I-R-I. No, I've not played her there, actually. Yes, you did remember. Negative ghostwriter. Didn't happen. What am I going to do? I don't have any proof that I remember it happening. You have no receipts. Okay, well, you remember a lot of things. You remember a lot of things I said that I never said. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking of receipts. Mm Mm-hmm. You didn't bring any to the group. About what? About how you can be. Are you kidding me? You haven't even read. Have I not? did bring a receipt. When? So, okay. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. I'm Sorry. Gonna, i got to pull open well, Facebook here. I didn't mean to, for you to close out your platters. Oh, memorabilia. it's worth it just to show you how right I always am. Okay. Um, view the post. So, nope, that's a different one. Hang on. Entertain the people. Okay. It is entertaining to look at your Facebook notifications, which are very different from mine. Okay. Awesome (laughs) Tina came about one day ago, as I speak. Oh, okay. Yeah. And said, I popped on here to see if Sorta Kyle was able to produce receipts. And then threw in a delightful 
Is it a GIF, a JIF, a JEF? What's it called? I think it is called a GIF. Okay. Of a cartoon character urinating on a fire hydrant. Yeah. It's a dog, so that makes sense. I linked to a criminaldefenselawyer.com article where, yes, it goes through that in a handful of states. Including Oklahoma? No. Oh! But that's okay. Yeah, Oklahoma is okay. That was our state that motto. That is for- the state motto, as lo- <laughs> along with long time. <laughs> the very popular song, Don't Lay Your Trash on Oklahoma. <laughs> and I don't know who they were specifically speaking to. I think it was more than just what we thought the intended audience was. Um, but yes, in some states, it is it is a felony to the point that you are on the sexual offender list. And I so first... in your own backyard? If it's visible to others, yes. Okay. So I... Took, uh, I have a liberal arts degree for my master's <laughs> degree because I'm a master of liberal arts. Of liberal arts. And one of the courses that I took was a criminal justice class. I quite enjoyed it. I wish I could remember the instructor's name to give him a shout out. He was, uh, he's a good dude. Taught an interesting class. He, much of what we talked about in that course was things that are made into law that then impact things that had nothing to do For sure. with what was intended. And the, the story that he told was, it was, it was accurate. It wasn't anything made up that there was a guy, I believe he was in California was where he lived. He was urinating in his backyard and an angry, always angry neighbor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just that this neighbor was angry because of this incident. It was that angry neighbor that sure. we all know about. I'm looking at our neighbor, angry neighbor's home right now as I speak and giving a little nod and a nudge. Um, <laughs> the angry neighbor saw it, called the cops, claimed that her daughter had seen it and was scarred and needed counseling and all kinds of things. And ultimately, the guy got convicted and... I don't, the only thing I recall about sentencing was that he had to be on the sex offender list. Now, that's a federal, that's a national registry. And so, even later, when he moved to a state where that's not the same thing. Yes, I pee freely. It's an old thing. My dad, yes. It's right in there with under the grandstands by Seymour Butts and some of those things. But it was too late. He couldn't get off the registry, even though, yeah. That's not how the law was intended to be used. A couple of things, if I may. Mm-hmm. A couple of points of rebuttal. A, I am trusting you that that professor told that story, but I am also going to point out that sounds like an urban legend. <laughs> well, that's fine. You can B, discredit my liberal arts degree if you wish. B, it provides for our family quite well. The reason Tina had to come in and see if receipts were brought is because you said you were going to put them in there on Monday. I don't recall that bold statement, but I did provide receipts and you didn't bother to check them. So <laughs> right, I did because I who's still... the bigger butthole? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to... I made an honest mistake. Yes. You're vindictive and mean. That's true. All of that is true. And also petty. And yes. I would like to point out that in the state of Oklahoma, I do believe you can go and pee off of our back deck if you so choose. Okay. You can so no there's longer a, hide behind the law. There's a lot of things you can do. Even 
if you're a fan of Scripture, St. Paul would claim as much. Anything is permissible, but not all things are profitable. And I promise you, knowing the neighbor that I'm referencing, again, nodding my head in that direction, there would be there would be charges filed. Whether they were legitimate or not, there would be charges filed. There would be legal expenses. There would be many things. And listen, most juries, if it ever went that far, would look at me and they'd be like, I'm so jealous of that man's grandeur that I'll convict him. Because of the beard alone, probably. The beard alone. Okay. Well, I'm glad we've been able to lay this to rest. All right. I have a hot take for you. That wasn't even your hot take? No, not even close. Not even close. This comes from a previously mentioned awesome thing, CNET. CNET.com. Yeah, they've got good shit over there. They have all kinds of things. Here's the headline of the article. I don't use a frying pan to cook bacon, and neither should you. That's clickbait if you ever... That's probably how you found it. You clicked on some clickbait, didn't you? Maybe. Maybe. Does that make me so wrong and evil and bad? (laughs) No, it's not. They speak to the combinative agony and ecstasy of bacon. (laughs) It is so delicious and crispy and things, but here's their complaints when you pan fry bacon that you one shower the stovetop with grease every time Two, the gelatinous bacon fat requires careful procedures to dispose of i disagree because you don't clean up the bacon grease okay i bet we could go look right now and see that you don't either Uh, how dare you yeah see it seasons the cast Uh iron Uh uh-huh um the smell that permeates the house. What's wrong with that? I love I the smell it. of bacon. I hate the smell of cooked, uh, old cooked bacon. Gosh. When it's cooking, delicious. We are but then it currently turns- having marital problems <laughs> starting <laughs> now. <laughs> it turns the corner into disgusting after a while. Okay. Um, then they would go on to say, fortunately, thank God there's a quick and easy way. How do you feel about this? How do you feel? I keep hiccuping and almost belching like an ape. That's You can tell I'm back in the protosorial seat when that's happening. Yeah, definitely. Something about being the producer makes you belch. It makes me gassy. How do I feel about the points made? I'm in total agreement. Well, again. These are all the reasons why we don't have bacon when I... So you have the online vet thing. Do we have an online marital counselor that you can reach out to? Yes. What's what's the number for the people? Probably better help. Not that they do marital counseling. Is that a .com, .net, .org? All of them. All of them? <laughs> All the domains. .gov? Because that's who I'd trust with my marital advice. <laughs> hey, we need some cheese to make our marriage better. Wait, get back to the bacon. What's the point? Are they telling you to put it in the oven? Yeah, lame-ass oven baking of bacon. I happen to think that baking the oven in the bacon is... No, baking what? Baconing. baking ovens are baking and my oven baconed itself. Easy bake oven. That will what not. If you try that will not fry bacon, bacon, bacon in the easy bake. If you like chewy bacon, that's somewhat raw and still you get it to yeah, full to of all the poisonous things. No, but genuinely, I do think that oven 
baking bacon is a great solution for some of those issues. Here's the only time. Here's the only, well, the hot take just was the perspective on bacon. You've offended most of the people already. I'll try to give you a way to climb out. The time I can advocate for oven cooking of bacon, there are only two times that this is the preferred method. Yeah. One, maybe three. I'll even offer a third. One would be, there's a shit ton of bacon I need to cook, and I don't want to run three-plus batches of things through a frying pan. So, yes, you can get it on a big thing and do it in the oven and get it done. Two would be if you need the burners on the stove because you're cooking a lot of things. It's not all bacon all the time over here. We've also got eggs and potatoes and we like to toast tortillas for breakfast tacos. And so I could see it fitting there. The third would be if you're trying to sell your home and you need to be ready to have it shown at any given point in time, but you just got to have your bacon, (laughs) then you cook it in the oven and you don't have to clean up the stovetop. And the smell, it helps with the smell. Hey, you know what really helps with the smell? I guarantee if your house smelled like bacon, it'd be sold with the first person that looked at it. But, yeah, Kyle, not old bacon. Bacon cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd eat a bacon cookie. Let's do it. Let's make some bacon cookies. Okay. What do you, what do you, I think a bacon peanut butter cookie would be delightful. Oh, that's even better than what I was thinking. You were thinking oatmeal Chocolate raisin because you're a... You're a communist. Yeah. That's one of the hallmarks of communism is <laughs> to like raisins. Raisins are poor people food, as is oatmeal. And let's be honest, the communist nations are keeping all the wealth for the rich people. And so the poor, the poor, they are left with <laughs> government oatmeal. Government, <laughs> government cheese. Raisins and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the only people laughing right now. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think anybody's listening at this point. We can say whatever you want now. <laughs> I buy bacon just to throw it away. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh, is there anything else? We've got a concert we're going to yes. go to shortly. Our our oldest daughter, who is a musican, not a musican. <laughs> She is, uh, her, her group is playing a cooperative piece with the local Philharmonic. And oh, it's not just one piece, baby. It's oh, a whole concert filled. Well, but it's, hey, okay. It's a celebration of Route 66. That's where some people have gotten their kicks. Just ask Nat King Cole. Is that who sang it? No, maybe. Or was it Aaron Neville? I can't remember now. Who Wait, sings no. It? Look, here's what I need you to tell the people. Okay. Is about how you grew up on Route 66. Well, I did. We had no home. Um, <laughs> I just literally laid on the side of the highway. It was troublesome at night every time we heard or felt a car. Like when in the olden days we used to put our ear down onto the train track to know if a train was coming. <laughs> we would have our ear on the pavement. And when we felt rumbling, we'd have to roll off to the side. I was You're Nat right. King Cole. There You're you go. absolutely right. I was looking it up myself. Also, that was back in the era when everybody sang a good song. So Chuck Berry sings it. Um, There's a lot of playlists that claim to sing it. Rolling Stones, um, Neil Donnell, or Donnell, however you choose to pronounce that. Rascal, no, Rascal Flats was Life is a Highway. How'd that sneak on here? (laughs) And they stole that. They stole that from another guy. Okay. Okay. 
Well, anyway, it's a whole concert about, uh, or not about, per se. It's about growing up as a hobo. <laughs> on Route 66. On Route 66. Um, but we, yes, we will be headed downtown. I go downtown often. You rarely do. So this will be fun as you get all white knuckled. Yeah, and- I go downtown when there's a court appearance that's demanded by someone. How dare they? It's my time, not yours. <laughs> I still think that is... Amazing story from your life. How you single handedly. I single handedly upset the entire penal system. Yes, with and, just your mind. And yes, I did. I, I did. I used my mind and I freed myself yep. and I 50 plus 50 other people from jury duty. Yep. That's for another just day. Out of sheer determination. Out of sheer awesomeness. Yeah. Angry awesomeness, yeah, which angry is awesome. a powerful awesome. Okay. Well, Maybe the people should take that into their week ahead. Damn my eyes and jury duty. <laughs> it works. <laughs> I want a cross-stitched pillow that says, damn my eyes. Okay. All right. Bet we can make that happen. Okay. There's right. custom cross-stitchers on Etsy. I There's also crotch-stitchers. <laughs> There's an old joke about a guy that worked in a panty factory that was a crotch-stitcher. I'll not share it this time. That'll true. be, it's true. It's a decent old joke. Okay. Um, it's not filthy in any way other than it says the word crotch, which I know you love. I actually do. My mother, my mother was a big advocate. Your mom was a big crotch fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Everybody out there, please have a crotch them today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.